0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I'm going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled, Better Choices. Here we go. Better choices I should make before my life the devil takes. This righteous path I strive to see is blurred by sin and curiosity. I desire to please God. At times I'm corrected by his rod. When I choose to go astray and rebellion seems to come my way. Sometimes I think that sin is better But that's when I ignore God's love letter. Even the one that he wrote on my heart. This disobedience tears me apart. I'm now broken and ashamed as I start to call his name. Sin is not my true friend. It is my enemy in the end. My relationship with God is challenged so often but I'm grateful that he's faithful. The choices that I make will inevitably decide my fate. So I must live in such a way that will truly give him glory. Better choices I should make. Repent and remember what's at stake. He is my ultimate choice. So now I choose to follow his voice. I do hope that everyone has had a blessed evening, day, all of that good stuff, morning. But um, I wanted to talk about better choices because right now there is a fiasco that is running rampant in this world. So I guess we can pretty much consider this part, two because the more information that I gather, (laughs) I feel like this is something that I would love to do for real, for real, Um, because... I used to want to be a news broadcaster and so now as I'm delving into this right here in terms of just learning more about this particular situation with Mr. J, Mr. Jackson if you're nasty, um, I am literally seeing things from both sides and the more research that's being done, the more conversations that are being had. Like I literally just left the clubhouse. For those of you that don't know, it's an app. It's an, a pretty cool app because you get an opportunity to hear conversations and you don't see people um, physically like Duo or FaceTime or anything like that. You're literally listening to voices. And so you're getting various opinions of this particular subject matter or different subject matters. And so I happened to stumble upon one of the rooms where it was being discussed, the wife. She was being discussed. And as we delve deeper into this, a lot of people have um, formed a different opinion of what truly is transpiring. And some of them are saying that she actually is a mastermind. And so to be very, 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 cool to see how all of this unfolds but when I think about better choices I even think about the choices that I've made because they even talked on how um the way that a lot of society is set up is that one man he had made the comment that it's almost as if it's a given that men are going to cheat and I don't know if anybody remembers but I kind of touched on that yesterday um in my other episode and of course he was attacked (laughs) it was a lot of women that were just like we are not fisting to buy into that bs and so um one of the things that they were talking about which to me made a lot of sense is because and a person gave like a really good scenario and what she said was if you have the same mindset or if you have the if you have enough wherewithal within you To where whenever someone tells you their age and you don't cross that boundary because you're not wanting to be classified as a pedophile. I'm paraphrasing. you all I don't remember what she said verbatim, but this is the gist of what she said. She said, and if you happen to cross paths with someone that is living an alternative lifestyle and you know that that's not something that you want to co-sign for, you hurry up and you say, 'Er, you know, I'm not going to go there. And she was like, so that same conviction that you have when it comes to someone telling you that she's underage or he's underage and you stop. That same conviction that you have when someone tells you that they're living an alternative lifestyle and you stop. How come you can't have that same exact conviction when it comes to infidelity? And I was like, that's a great point. That is absolutely a great point. And she was like, The women are, we as women get just as tempted as men do. However, with women, even when we're tempted, we have a way of saying, This, I'm not gonna go this, I'm not gonna be able to do this, or I'm not gonna go that far. And she was like, But there's a lot of men that have a tendency to excuse their infidelity away as if it's supposed to be the standard. And that's just not fair. And of course, there were a lot of ladies that agreed. And then we went into the conversation in terms of just paying attention to the body language of his wife and recognizing that because she is the COO and she is the CEO of his brand, that there, and then some of the things that she has journaled, it sounds as if she actually is the mastermind behind the books that he has published. And so just listening to this, I was like, wow, what if that were the case? Now, I would not co-sign for infidelity. I don't care if it is to sell a few books. I'm, I'm not going to co-sign for that. And I do believe, though, that because um, one of the guys, he was bringing up different examples of certain people. He was like, let's just say that you are a relationship expert because this is who this person is known as. He's known as a relationship guru. And so I think where a lot of the offense comes from is because there have been a lot of vulnerable women that have listened to his advice. Because according to the way they looked at things, he was providing them the the male's perspective. And one of the things that has been recognized is that if he actually was providing the male's perspective that there's a side of him that was being very manipulative and he was able to market off of the vulnerability of women. Now I personally have never bought one of his books. Um I know at one point he had a card game um and I I didn't even buy that. Um but I think I referenced it. I think I I let a friend know that he had these card the card game. I think I sent that over to her. But there's another guy out there that um it could have been his card it's somebody's card game but um so i'm not quite sure because it's been a minute but when i think about better choices i'm like okay let's just say as an example let's just say that this is a tactic or a ploy that's being used they even they even brought up um, the example of other celebrities that have tried this tactic and how it worked in their favor um being able to use infidelity as a, a ploy um, to advertise a new product, a new CD, a new you know, book or whatever. And how, because women are mostly emotional, how this is something that plays into the hand of the audience. And next thing you know, your numbers go up. Like it's said, it's a way to gain more followers. It's a way to gain more attention, media attention and so forth. Like some people say... Um good news and bad news is about the same. Some people say, like, you know, news, any t- whether it's negative or whether it's positive, if, if you're being talked about, whether negatively or positively, like that's helping you in some way, form, or fashion. And so and a lot of people have been able to attest that that's absolutely true. I remember Mr. Harvey when he did um and and don't beat me up because I don't remember exactly which one it was, but I believe it was like when he made the mistake with Miss America. I mean, when he made that mistake, he was still invited later on down the line to do Miss, you know, do it again, to host Miss America again. And so um, sometimes negative attention really does help you out. And so what was being discussed was maybe that's what's going on now is that now she has a platform. Now she's getting exposed. Now she's. You know, even even the negative um, talk about how she appeared. Hey, it's still attention, whether it's negative or positive. Now you're looking at my page and you're trying to see what I'm going to do next. And hey, that's that's me getting out there. My numbers are going up. My following is going up. And I'm just like, wow. Hmm. So then it might be borderline genius to do something like that. I mean, again, I would not co-sign for infidelity, but. Um, because even someone said, they said, I feel like the third, um, the mistress is also a part of this ploy and time will tell time will tell if this is something that was truly strategically planned, or if this is something that literally did happen and he was exposed, but I do think about making better choices. Like even in my own personal life, I know a lot of mistakes that I have made And one of the main reasons why I try my best to be fully transparent is because, first of all, no one. This is just my personal opinion. I feel like nobody can tell your story better than you can. No one can tell your truth better than you can. And that it loses its power whenever it goes through three or four or five different types of avenues before, you know, it finally gets to you. And so over the course of time, and also because that's really how we were raised. I don't even think that my my parents did that intentionally. I just think that it was a, because we were raised to tell the truth, no matter what, I think that that is what helped to, to nurture or help to, um, sharpen my transparency skills because I literally was that child. My brother was that child. We've just been the, that chi- those children that literally, um, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, have just told the truth. And sometimes it was one parent, sometimes it was both parents, but we literally would tell the truth. And I remember the evening that I lost my virginity. I came home, cause my mom knew that I was on a date. I came home and I told my mom, I lost my virginity tonight. Now, a lot of people would not have had that conversation with their parents, but I did. I, My mom knew the day that I lost my virginity. Um, my mom knew when we finally found out I was pregnant. Um, I've always shared that kind of, I've just, I've always been transparent. And so even after I left the home, I would still call and say what's going on. I am forty seven years old. I still call my mom and tell her she knows about relationships. she knows who hurt me. she knows who who left me. She knows who I left. She knows all of that she knows she knows now all she don't know the grimy details, but she knows the gist of my relationships and so um she's formed her opinion of who you know she liked, who she didn't too much care for, who was her favorite, all of that. Um, but it's because I, I literally would share those details with her. And, um, I just feel like, I don't know, a part of me being transparent, maybe it has been helpful. Then again, it could have been detrimental, you know, cause like I said, not everybody can handle your truth. But when I think about the situation that is literally happening, um, in the media right now, and it does make for good conversation. I'm just so sorry. I mean, like. If you are one to gossip, honey, this is something to gossip about, okay? Because it's right here is a lot to unpack. It is a lot to unpack. It's, oh my God, it's a lot to unpack. And so it does make for a good conversation. And then even a lot of people have been talking about his narcissistic ways. Narcissist ways. I might be saying that all the way wrong. And then um, what I think about is like, what if? What if we find out later on that he was the one that should have been batting his eyes and saying he needed help? <laughs> he should have been the one saying, please deliver me from evil. What if we find out later on that, wow, she was the, she was the one taking him through the ringer? I don't know. I mean, it's just going to be really, really interesting to find out. But as as all of this unfolds, one thing I can honestly say, like if you know that you are in a very unhealthy relationship, oh my God, I just feel like I just cannot stress that enough. Please get you some help. I feel like I cannot stress that enough because I feel like it's so many relationships that I mean, do, do people ever really say, yeah, they do. Cause I know Mr. Perry made a whole movie about it. Why did I get married? And then he made a, why did I get married too? Um, Because sometimes I do wonder like, do people really ever ask themselves that question? Like, why did I get married? What was the, what was some people, they they have a whole arrangement. You know, they know when they say I do, it's not for love. Love ain't got nothing to do with it. They know I'm marrying you because, look, financially, I'm trying to get from point A to point B, and it looks like you're going to be the one to help me get there. So let's go ahead and do this thing. I might even keep my last name just for the sake of me. We, I just need the help with your income. There's some people that have that understanding. Then there's other people that there are arranged marriages where they don't have a say in nothing. Their parents make that decision for them their parents make that choice for them and let them know like, okay, so um, I've already spoken to, we've already spoken to his parents and this is the amount that we've come into agreement that you are worth and this is going to be your wedding day. Um, And then there's some that, oh, 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 okay, I'm about to be a dad. Well, the way I was raised, I can't be having no children out of wedlock because my family will forsake me, my church family, as well as... My natural born family, so we don't have to go ahead and do that thing. Then there's some people that get married because, look, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired. I need sex on the regular, so can we just go ahead and say I do? And then there's some people that get married because they just feel like that's the one thing they haven't done in life. So how and when do we determine? that our reason for doing the things that we do warrant better decisions? Like when do we start doing it for the right reasons instead of the wrong reasons? When do we have that epiphany? I know it's different for everybody. I know I've heard people say, girl, there are people 60 years old and they still ain't gotten it. Girl, there are people eighty-some years old, they still ain't gotten it. But I'm just like, when do we literally have a moment When it's like, I can't keep doing this like this. I know a couple of people right now, as I am speaking, that live their life as if they are five people and they are just one person. And all I keep thinking about is, don't you get tired. Aren't you afraid that you're going to call the wrong person the wrong name? Because trust me, honey, that has happened to me. I'm going to have to tell y'all that story. Okay, so I'm about to tell y'all that story when I literally called the wrong person the wrong name. (laughs) So there was this one dude. We're just going to call him Joe. Okay, so Joe was my ex. The other guy, we're going to call him... um, I don't even know what to call him. We'll call him Mike. So Mike was my current boyfriend. Joe was my ex-boyfriend, right? So Mike had worked so, so, so hard. And he was, we were in, we were young. So pretty much he had worked really, really hard and he was working hard for his first check. Got his first check. He was so excited. I was excited for him, truth be told. And he was like, I was thinking he was going to go do something special for himself because it was his very first check. Right. So I was like, oh, you know, what are we going to do? And of course, I wanted to support him. So I was like, what are we going to go? What are you going to spend it on? What are you going to do? And he was like, I'm going to spend my first check on you. like, what? Really? Oh, that's so cute. So we go to the mall. So we're in the mall, we're looking at all these different department stores, going to these different department stores. So then we get to one that I really, really like the clothes inside of that department store. So we go inside the store and he was like, why don't you try some things on? I said, okay, all right. So I go inside the little um, fitting room and go try some of the little outfits on. And he's standing outside of my fitting room so you could see his feet, right? So remember... His name is Mike in the story, okay? So, I'm like, Joe, what do you think? I see his feet walk out of the department store. Completely crushed. And so, I hurry up, I get dressed, I run outside. And he was just like, I was like, I'm so, so sorry. And he knew when I called him Joe, he knew who Joe was. And so I was like, I'm so, so sorry. And you could just tell that like every ounce of him that was so excited about doing something special for me went out the freaking window. And it was all because I called him someone else's name. So it took his, in my opinion, it took his excitement. It just zapped it right out of him. And I felt so bad, but it was nothing I could do. Like it, there wasn't any amount of apologies that I could give him that could take away that moment at in that time. And so um, looking back, I remember I did that a couple of times. So I learned early and I wasn't like involved with Joe while I was with Mike. That's not what it was. I was not involved at all, but... I still had the residue of that previous relationship on my mind. And there were a lot of great memories that I still had that I had not, I guess, processed or whatever. And maybe deep down inside, although I was happy to be with Mike, maybe deep down inside there was a part of me that still missed Joe. However, it went when I should have been calling the right person the right name, that's not how it went down. And so when I deal with people that literally are... In these situations where they are with multiple people, I'm like, how in the world can you keep up? Because, and, oh my God, I know me. So, in my past, when I was younger and foolish and just trying to be like everybody, I guess, I don't know. But it's like, when I was younger, that kind of stuff was fascinating, Let me see, you know, like I said, the the excitement of being sneaky, not, you know, just trying your best not to get caught. There was some type of excitement about that. But as I got older, I was like, oh, Lord, no, let me tell you something. First and foremost, I can handle only one person, one person at a time, that whole Trying to be with this person, trying to figure out a schedule so that I can be with you on Sunday and then be with him on Wednesday and then try to make sure all of the energy that goes into trying to live a double, triple, quadruple life that I'm not about that life. It's too much. And so when we were listening tonight and it, I just, I said, Lord, this is, this is a lot of what I touched on on my episode yesterday. So it, it confirmed what I pretty much was thinking, but it was a gentleman that came in there and he was like, ain't nobody thought about STDs. And I was like, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I was raising my hand, you know, could nobody see his clubhouse. You can't see nothing." But in my mind, I was like, I thought about it. Like, thank you. So he started giving the stereotypes. I mean, not stereo. I'm sorry. He started giving the, um. What is it? He started giving the the stats, the stats on um, contracting STDs. And he started talking about, you know, that this is something that is running rampant. And that he talked about how many people that have passed away with of HIV. And he was saying that the heterosexual couples are the ones that have it the most based on stats. And so I was like, wow. And he said, y'all know what that means, right? And so one person was like, what does that mean? He said, that means that there are people that are cheating in their relationships and bringing those STDs back to their spouses. And I was like, speak on it, speak on it. That is another reason why I believe that we should make better choices. One of the reasons why we should make better choices is because I just really don't think that that we take the time out. And I'm not saying we as far as everyone. I'm just saying some people that really, that have made it a lifestyle to live unfaithfully. I just feel like when that happens, that you're running the risk of shortening your days as well as your loved one's days. Because again, you can't see disease. I mean, yes, of course, certain things will start to manifest outwardly eventually, but initially you can't see that stuff unless it's something major like herpes or something. So it's like, why put yourself in that situation? Why put the person that you claim that you love in that situation? And now rumor has had it that there's a possibility that there's a baby, which I kind of figured that that was going to be the next thing is that the mistress was going to come out and say that she's pregnant. Because that seems to be the claim of fame half the time anyway. And then that's nasty in and of itself because you're you're having unprotected sex. You don't know. You don't know what that person was doing before she met you. You don't know what that man was doing before he met you. One of the reasons why I literally had made a decision to just like give this whole fornication thing up as a single woman is because I started to realize how careless a lot of these men are when it comes to their sexuality. And I was like, uh, yeah, no, I value myself. I value my body. I want to be here for my children, Um, all of that. I don't want to, no, no. That's another reason why I believe that I'm supposed to be with one man and one man only for the rest of my life. I had one lady, uh, one laid out. She was like, one person for the rest. Yeah, for me, that works for me. For everybody else, that might not. But for me, yes, one person. And <laughs> yeah, one person. I just, uh-uh. But to listen to other people's perspectives, like it, you know, it. I, I laugh a lot because I'm just like, wow, the world has truly changed. The world has truly changed literally before my eyes. The conversations that I hear, the things that people talk about, what they're willing to accept, what they're willing to do. I feel so old. I feel so aged. I really do. I'm just like, really? So that's how y'all think? Okay. Times have definitely changed times have definitely changed. But as for me, I'm truly trying to make better choices because I want to be able to be around for my children, for my grandchildren, and Lord say the same, maybe even my great-grandchildren. But um, my desire is to be, is to live. That's my desire, is to to truly live. And so um, this has been quite interesting. It's been Very interesting these past couple of days, just listening to how this whole little fiasco is, is unfolding. And then, like I said, it may be a publicity stunt. Like it may literally be for the sake of, because even, oh my God. And then this is the thing that really got to me. This man, someone dared him to do an actual overview of the interview that he and his wife had done I believe it was yesterday, but they asked him to do it today to kind of like. And so he spoke about their interview, exposing his infidelity, but he spoke about it in third person. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh, God, this is actually really happening right now. This is this. this, He's doing this. And the crazy thing was, it's like you could tell just based off of the way that he was, I guess, you know, doing his little review or whatever, you could just see a form of detachment. I was like, wow, this is what we're doing now. Okay. Mm. But I want to make better choices. I surely hope you do too. This is going to inc- conclude my episode for tonight. But before I fully... Ended, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby, and it is dated March 24th of 2021. Dear future hubby, they say what's done in the dark comes to the light. However, why isn't this enough to keep a lot of us accountable? I'm just wondering. As I watch this fiasco unfold with Mr. D. Jackson, I know that this man had to have known that his um, Indiscretions would eventually catch up with him. Also, the more history unfolds, there are so many layers to this thing. Look, I do understand that every person brings their proclivities to each relationship. However, maybe this is why I want to let you in on all areas of my life. My past may be dark. I even have dark places in my present but I choose to be transparent because I need you to know the darkest parts of me. If we make a mutual decision to pursue a future together, I also need to know about your darkest parts too. I love you, love Teresa. I hope y'all have the most amazing evening, morning or afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode, but please do me a huge favor And take care of yourselves because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.